It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, 3:30 at KSL. Jeff Kaplan here, 39 degrees. There is some light snow around Salt Lake City. KSL's top story. Two and a half days left in the session, and Utah's Senate is soon expected to take up the bill that would close all of Utah's abortion clinics. We have team coverage this afternoon. First up. Chaos on News Radio's Lindsay Ertz. This bill would be one of the more significant changes to abortion care in Utah since the trigger law, which is still on hold by the courts. This won't allow licenses for clinics that perform elective abortions starting next year. It also requires those seeking an abortion will have to go to a hospital. Critics have said that puts care out of reach for low-income women. It also clarifies that no exceptions for rape or incest would be allowed after 18 weeks of pregnancy. The bill assumes anyone pregnant who's under the age of 14 is a victim of rape or incest should they seek an abortion. Planned Parenthood of Utah and other advocates are speaking out against this bill, saying that it represents dangerous legislative overreach. Our team coverage continues. Dozens of women and advocates stood inside the Capitol today with signs saying, don't mess with health care. Jason Stevenson with Planned Parenthood Action Council of Utah says requiring that abortions only happen at hospitals will actually increase the cost for people because they'll have to pay hospital prices. HB 467 is not just bad policy, it's dangerous policy that hurts patients, providers, and Utah's reputation as a safe place to start a family. Others, like Emma Osarchevich, says this will hurt Utah's economy. We hear things like, I'm not moving to Utah, or I can't raise my daughters there. Or, I'm not moving somewhere where politicians restrict the health care decisions I make with my doctor. For now, Planned Parenthood of Utah says they're still providing care. Amy Kobabe, KSL News Radio. Senator Mike Lee's personal Twitter account was reportedly accidentally suspended this afternoon. His account based Mike Lee is back up and running now. Elon Musk replied to Lee this afternoon saying his account was incorrectly flagged as an impersonation. For all the attention it's given, a new report shows that domestic violence is still a huge problem in Utah. Chaos Home News Radio's Adam Small has a look. Research from the Utah Women in Leadership Project found that one-third of Utah women will experience sexual violence, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner during their lifetime. The new report also found that boyfriends and girlfriends were more likely to commit domestic violence, followed by current or ex-spouses, than parents. According to a recent Utah Adolescent Health Report, even dating violence among middle and high school-aged girls has increased over the past couple of years. The report found that people in the LGBTQ plus community, women of color, and people with disabilities experience higher rates of domestic violence. Alpine School District has moved to the next steps in a study that could close five elementary schools. Alpine started the study in December. They want to look at use of existing buildings and to get more information if there should be boundary changes or school closures. The five schools in question are Lehigh, Valley View, Linden, Windsor, and Sharon Elementary Schools. 
The school board voted last night to move forward to the next part of the study, and they will ask for public input. President Biden is threatening a veto against a bill that could impact retirement savings of government employees. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, the White House says the president will veto a bill that would roll back a federal rule that allows retirement plan managers to consider factors like climate change when making investment decisions. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the bill won't get past the president's desk. It would give investment professionals less flexibility to make prudent decisions, meaning they won't be free to maximize the retirement savings for millions of Americans. That would jeopardize the retirement and life savings for police officers, Firefighters, teachers, and tens of millions of retirees all across the country. It would potentially be the president's first veto. Closing arguments today in the double murder trial of former South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch. Prosecutor Creighton Waters told jurors only Murdoch had the motive, opportunity, and means to kill his wife and son. He says his admissions of stealing from his law firm and drug use are not grounds to excuse the crime. And those pressures mount and someone becomes a family annihilator. In Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine was in East Palestine today for a briefing on the hazardous waste removal at the site of last month's train derailment. The governor also visited the high school where he praised teachers for working with students and families through the crisis. It's just like you'd be walking into any you know, any other school that's for kids or kids, and kids are focused on what, what they're doing. Ohio's two senators are leading a bipartisan group introducing legislation to regulate the railroad industry after the toxic derailment. And at least 38 people were killed, dozens more injured in northern Greece when two trains collided head-on. The Greek Fire Department says temperatures inside the first carriage of one of the trains reached over 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, making it hard to identify the victims. More than 80 other people were injured in that crash. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 335. First look traffic now. Ricky Meese, what's going on? We still have traffic going a little slow trying to exit from the 201 to Mountain View Corridor near 5600 West. And that's due to a crash that is over to the left. You definitely want to be careful there. We still have restrictions in place again today for Big and Little Cottonwood Canyon. And even though you may run into some snow flurries and higher elevations, the road are mostly clear. For those traveling southbound I-15 in Salt Lake County, we do have traffic getting busy approaching 7200 south in Midvale. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.